0: How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scales and Tails. Today, I'm joined by the most controversial guy in the swim bait bait world right now. Um, I am joined by Mr. Victor Depe from Fish Everything.
1: Hola, it is I, Joe Rogan, every day, all night. What's up, (laughs) boys? Every day.
0: Every day, all night.
1: So, it is Joe uh, Rogan.
0: It's the, the swim bait Joe Rogan.
1: Yeah, the swim bait Joe Rogan. I I like oh, it. That's, D&T. Is, dude, legally change your name to swim Bait Joe Rogan.
0: Bait Joe Rogan. And uh none of none of my podcasts have the COVID uh COVID information links to them, like all his do now.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's crazy stuff, dude. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. Yeah, i am actually the information out. links. I've been binge-watching all... I've seen every 3,467 Joe Rogan. all, of course, in preparation for this podcast right now. It's all just been stunning. I There's not a single... You, psilocybin mushrooms, boom, I got your answer. COVID, boom, I got your answer. There's nothing you can hit me with. I won't know. I've seen it all.
0: So, uh, so who, who is Mr. Defe, Vic? How did you get into fishing? And then we kind of touch on that. We'll we'll touch on the whole swim bait thing.
1: <clears throat> well, I am a uh, I guess I guess I'm a bit of a problem child. Say, uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still finding myself. You know, that's kind of a hard question. Twenty three, first and foremost. That's an important thing to know. Is my age. You know, I'm quite young. I uh, have just spent the last couple, I mean, I've only got a couple years of life experience living on my own, not under, you know, your your parents' roof or what have you. So I, it's hard to know who you are when you've spent only a couple years of your life being with who you are. But I I know this much. You know, I've been through a whole lot of shit come from a whole lot of different places. I've uh I've been grateful enough to see a lot of the world doing this fishing thing so far. You know, I've already gotten to see a lot of different stuff. Meet a lot of different people, like like yourself, you live in Michigan. We spent time together, you know, more than yeah. once. That's um, I've gotten to fish in the south. I've gotten to fish up north. I've gotten to go to california and every time i do something new and, and have a new experience I, I learn a little bit more about me but i guess i'll i'll touch on some highlights i guess on the, the important things now, i've been fishing my whole life i, I mean my entire life the, the only thing that has held my interest from start to finish that i still currently engage in is fishing and i've had other hobbies along the way and interests that I think have contributed to who I am, good, bad and the ugly and everything in between um through my you know early teens to mid to late teens I was a uh, like a like a punk rat kind of kid I liked to skate you know, I skateboarded a lot I never got super good at it but there was definitely a couple periods of my life where I skateboarded more than I fished, but I still fished. But I was more into skating for a few different periods of my life. I uh, you know, touched on BMXing a little bit. Touched in the. I played tournament paintball for a summer. I had a lot of different summer activities, winter activities that kind of like filled in the gaps
0: people are going to wonder why you didn't touch on the, uh, on the balloon thing because everybody loves that.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I can bring that whole up. You said, was I breaking up? What did, uh, did you miss a lot? Uh,
0: no, no, you were good. You were good.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, I was interested in like action sports for a while. Fishing always as a constant, um, the the culture of the whole skating and action sports thing definitely got me involved in like stuff people crews scenes parties whatever and uh you know i had a bit of a dark stage for a while you know i i, I got kicked out of school um uh, i got into a lot of trouble when i was younger And I don't know, people are, like, weird about me bringing that up in the past. It's like they don't want me to talk about that like it's some sort of excuse or something. It's not an excuse to who the fuck I am, you know? And uh, if you don't like it, well, kick a rock, bro. Like, you know, that that was real. I really got kicked out of school. I really didn't get to do my high school fishing team anymore because I was being a punk-ass bitch-type kid for a minute. Um, you know, I got, I got arrested a bunch. I had a probation officer. I had to piss in a cup every week. Yeah, I really, like, I really did that. I really, like, lived that for a couple years. I had a taste of that. Not like I was some hard-ass kid. I wasn't some hard-ass kid. Like I said, I was, I was just a punk. I wanted to be a hard-ass kid, but I I probably wasn't. I mean, I, I wasn't one to take disrespect, but I don't think I was, like, tough as nails. I think I thought I was. But that definitely is a big reason, of, like, the way I am, who I am. You know, it, it, I've learned a lot from that. And, uh, a, you know, learned a lot more than than I, I couldn't have had in any other way, honestly, looking back on it. Well, maybe a little different here and there. But I'm glad that that all happened. I'm glad I got that all out of my system at that age and, and not at this age, you know. Now I'm on a good path. I'm doing good things, big things. Being creative is fuck. Making dope baits, making baits everyone wants to copy, so must be doing something right. And uh yeah, I just always had a hustle to making money. He says, "Bring up the balloon thing." Yeah, motherfuckers, I made balloon animals. I did. My mother did. Uh, my mother's like a gypsy woman. She's a bit of a gypsy. She had run a uh, uh entertainment company for many years of my childhood. Of kids birthday parties it was like her own little like hustle bait thing of her own in a way and she did face painting pony rides i mean she had the whole she had it all worked up she had all the numbers and uh yeah she kind of she kind of strong-armed me into like providing for uh the her her business and supporting her business through her so she. Gave me a opportunity to do something for her that benefited me on the side also. You know she could right. use she could use my ability to make balloon animals as a way to get her more gigs because people were asking her for balloon animals and in turn I would make 150 bucks a gig. We'd do three gigs a day some weekends and I was able to have all this cash. To buy fish and shit, or an ounce of dope or whatever. You know, I had I had money. You know, I had I had a hustle and I had money. It was kind of it was geeky for sure. It definitely was lame, and that's why I stopped doing it. It def, I just I didn't like it. I mean, I like the creative side of it. It's actually kind of cool, like the way it all works. I mean, I just learned how to do that shit on YouTube, though. It was just like a learned skill I picked up. And, right. If, you, if you're good at doing stuff, you can just learn how to do it. and Put your mind to it. You'll learn how to do anything. And that's that's straight facts, bro. If you want to do something, you can do it. I mean, look at you, Adrian. You, you you learned how to do photography. You you ran with that for a minute. You learned how to, I mean, you, you're learning how to, you've been learning how to fish. You know, you've learned that. Yeah. Done that for a minute. All your different jobs, you know, your, your jail job, your handyman job all that stuff that you know you know how it works now you're doing this podcast oh, yeah. you put your mind to something you figure out how to do it man there's all oh, that's,
0: that's exactly like you were saying um i i've had a lot of uh hobbies like like you said uh hopped around a lot but you always ended up coming back to this one thing and that obviously being fishing and that's exactly where i am right now took a year off to getting a photography, and that was cool and all, and then in the middle of winter, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is not who I am. Like, this is cool and everything, but, like, cracking oh, into a fist with a glide bait is so much more rewarding to myself than taking a picture of this kid's shit box." like.
1: Yeah, when the uh, when the broken heart stickers made their way onto your car, I knew I <laughs> something wrong. We this all so <laughs> We were all waiting for you to come back, yeah. But yeah, dude, you get burnt out on shit, you know? Yeah, you get yeah. burnt out on shit. That's happened to me a bunch of times. I've gotten burnt out on fishing. I've gotten especially burnt out on swim bait fishing, which we we have to talk about that. And I've gotten burnt out on making baits, dude. I've got burnt out on running a business. I've gotten burnout out on friendships. I've gotten burnt out on 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 everything. Life can be so demanding at times okay. and you uh don't keep a balance it's just not any good and that's that's what i'm starting to find out more and more and try and levy more and more is balance it's ultimate balance that they so. i don't really know if you can't have a perfect balance but you can get close
0: yeah going back to the uh, burnt out thing like i honestly that's what happened to me i i had a spot and i'd always fish this one spot and i'd always catch a fish there and after a while it's like I mean, it's fun, but like, it's just, it, it becomes so repetitive and, yeah. um, the fish really only wanted to ever eat one bait. I couldn't ever get him to bite other shit. And it was just like, it's fun, but it's fun to a point where I go here every day, catch one fish, one to four fish on the same bait, same retrieve, and everything. And it's just like, fuck, like I want to do something else that gets my adrenaline going relative to this that I've been doing for the last X amount of weeks or days, <laughs>
1: That's just funny it's funny you say that 'cause I, I for the most part have uh not completely quit striper fishing, but I've like my my obsession with it has been let go of. I'm I'm yeah, going so. back on the bass. I don't really I don't really care about the stripers right now. I went shit, I spent more time fishing for stripers with swim baits the last three years than I care to admit. And they're cool fish. They are definitely a badass fish to catch. But they're they're pretty, like, one-dimensional. Like, if they don't want to bite, then you're fucked. It's not like somewhere else on the lake they want to bite, or if uh, there's some different bait that they'll want to bite. I mean, to an extent, yeah. But, I mean, like, if, if they don't want to eat, your, your day is not going to go well. You're not going to find fish that want to eat. But bass fishing is not like that. Yeah, like, but, you know, bass fishing is, that's why so many people are really into it. I mean, it's a revolving door of challenge. There's always a way to catch bass in a day. And you get more, you know, there's more bass, you know, there's there's more, there's more data. You get more bites, which gets you closer to the puzzle. You get more pieces of information. And you roll with that, and you keep going with that, and you have a good day. And if you live somewhere where you can do that with big baits, then that's cool. Most of the places you can't, go, and, and that's something we'll have to talk about. It seems kind of like a, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of hearing guys talk about this on uh oh, on podcasts. It seems like a regurgitation thing at this point. Of oh well, I don't always use swimbait, swim bait's a tool, blah 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 blah. Like yeah, like we get that, but I I wanna make a a different point tonight is that not just that, but there's other shit that is really good at catching big ones that people don't really quite seem to understand. Where like it it seems like there's this disconnect where if you're throwing swim baits, you're after a big bite, but if I reach for my one ounce spinner bait with the number seven blade and a six inch trailer on it. Well, now I'm conventional fishing. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't really uh, well know how, I just don't get it because it's like, well, if you throw that bait, I mean, that bait's freaking, that's a big ass bait, dude. It's like hard to even throw it on a conventional rod practically. And I'm hunting a big bite with that too. So it's weird. It's like, I, I wish that more of the swim bait community would kind of change their optical focus from, having this division between the two and more of this, like, combined, you know, laser focus on, okay, we can use both for the same task. I mean, you really can. You really can. You just, are you you fishing for dinks or are you fishing for big ones? It doesn't matter what you're using. There's plenty of guys out there that are using swim baits that think they're fishing for big ones and they're fishing for dinks. They just don't realize it. They think that the size of their bait is making them fish for big ones. They're not even around big ones. They're not even in the right water column, the right part of the lake. It's driving me crazy, dude. It's just driving me crazy. The, the focal point is not correct right now. There needs to be a serious, re-talked about, re-guided focal point of, like, you are fishing for big bass and it's more complicated
0: than just your force selection. So my mini rant is over, but goddamn it's pissed No, no, you're fine. Um I've I've picked up on that this winter like I was like okay, like I did this I've I've done this for 3 years now plus that year off not counting that year and I'm like okay. I have I have these baits and I've fished these areas and I I've caught big ones but I haven't caught the big one.
1: Mm-hmm. So obviously
0: that fish isn't fucking there. Yeah, I presented this bait a million different ways, so why am I fishing these baits there? If I want to catch yeah. a big one to, in using these baits and the fish has not presented itself yet it, in every condition that the state has, why am I still fishing swim baits so hardcore right here? Not that it's not fun, because it's it's a lot of fun. I love doing it, but I could I could be spending my time management elsewhere where yeah, I speak on a lake, find a point where fish are sitting on. During a during a cold front, whatever X Y G, and I could be doing that instead. But yet here I am playing with these fish that I know will eat the swim bait. Nah. And I did it because it was fun. But I've been looking at a lot of lake maps. I've been doing a lot of a lot of trout lake research, trout stocking research, and I'm like, okay, like this is what needs. This is where I need to fish on these these days. On these types of days, I need to fish this bait when these trout are getting stocked. A week after they get stocked, whatever. And I used to a. Right. I've watched, I've watched so many fucking YouTube videos about so much shit in the last couple of weeks that like I'm honing in on this is this is what needs to be done to catch the one fish that I'm after, and it just so happens that a swim bait can present me with that opportunity if I'm doing it where I need to.
1: Right. Well, it's uh, it's like it's like a it's like three factors authentic. <laughs> Three three factors, uh authentication to it or whatever well, I don't know what the hell that word I'm looking for is but yeah. you need you need the right body of water you need the right window of time and you need the right pattern like that's that's the thing like I don't I don't think that a lot of people are ever gonna I don't think a lot of people are ever going to get of the the big one, and I haven't caught many of the big ones. Yeah, I just I just got a PB the other day, but I'm kind of walk through the the three factors of the process, yeah. and And uh, why why we why the big one got caught for me, and I've got at this point I I got I like to say a fair share of freaking experience doing this. I I, I haven't caught many fish that are truly giant, but I've caught a lot of, of nice ones, a lot of big ones. And a lot of big stripes. And I've never I you don't really catch a lot of big ones on a whim. A lot of big ones don't come because it was random. That's not really that's not really how this works, as far as I can tell. You catch big ones when you got the right body of water. Okay, like you're not gonna not gonna just go to some random ass pond or random ass lake and just start sticking big ones. You gotta go to the 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 right water the right gear around you, if you know that you've got one fishery that pumps out big ones every April, I think you should be fishing. And if you know that in May, the next pond kicks out the Giants, you need to go there. If you're going places that historically are not good for big fish, then you're a step behind. And then another, the next factor is going to be like, the where, you know, the, the location, the, not, not just the lake, but where about on the lake, you know, what, what's the spot, and, uh, a lot of big fish, man, they go to, like, few areas of the lake every, every time it, time of the year, whether it's, they're pulling up, stages, they're pulling off, toasting, resting, or they're summer feeding, you got different forage bases, all this shit, and, uh, you know, you got to focus on that right area of the lake. You can't just be fishing at the dam if the big ones are in a pocket. You can't be fishing in the pocket if the big ones are on the bluff. And if the, you know, all all that stuff. You kind of have to dial that in, too. If you're not around big fish, you can't catch big fish. Plain and simple. And then yeah. the last factor of it is, I, you know, the presentation and the timing, I guess. The presentation... Has got to be optimal, and the timing can help make the presentation optimal. Meaning, if you know that the conditions are becoming favorable for your pattern, at the where, at the why, you have to go. You you got to understand, you're only going to get like a couple shots at this fish at this particular spot before it's going to move on, and then you're going to have to restart this whole process. So you need a lot of data to hone in on this fish. As far as I can tell, and, and that data can either come from in the moment, that particular season, or it can come from an experience backlog of seasonal patterns and data that you've collected from friends or other people or hearsay or whispers or doc talks. But you need data. Data is very important. If you don't have data, then you're just throwing dartboards. in the you know throwing darts in the dartboard in the dark. That's not an efficient plan. So, so like, for me, you know, I start I start breaking this down and going to this body of water at this area of the lake that's historically known for big fish at the right time of year. And uh, I, I start catching fish that are obviously bigger than what's normal. You know, like, not the super giant, but, oh, shit, I just caught a, a big six. You know that that's a that's a big fish for this lake. That's a that's a yeah. spawning female that's pulled up to do something. There for a reason. That big fish is not going to be shallow unless it's for a reason. It's not not random. Oh oh okay. Hour later, just caught another one. Oh my god, this is great. You know, doing good. And uh and then you then that's a lot of data right there. And then you get and then you go back. You have a similar experience or a better experience. And then it's like, okay, that's when things get serious, because now it's like, you know, whatever it is that you're doing is working, and it is working on fish that are larger than average, that are bigger than average. And I feel like every time I've stumbled onto one of these patterns, one of these good bites, just you know, pattern or a good pattern or a good bite, whatever you want to call it, that that's when you when you know that you're on it. The nicer fish is coming. It's either you either got there too late or it's coming any day. And it's short. Yeah. You only got to stay 14, maybe a week, but within a couple weeks span, you really only had three days in between that 14 day stretch twice, six total days in a 14 day period. Like they could be pulling up to spawn and stage over a 14 day period, but only three sets of weather conditions. Were optimal to actually pull that fish. For mm-hmm. example, I e I I caught my fish in 30 mile an hour winds, and uh, you know, with overcast storm looming overhead, can't hardly hear yourself think because the wind's so loud. The boat's <laughs> completely shrouded from the wind, hidden. You know, you're you're pretty you're pretty disguised in that situation, and and that's what it took to make that fish that's truly bigger than the rest smarter than the rest to fuck up make a mistake because I really think that you fish past these fish all the time maybe not all the time but enough time you you throw baits over big ones heads and they just don't bite you know they they will not bite they're not stupid they didn't get big for reason so once you're honing in on this pattern you gotta run with it you gotta stay on it and you gotta get after it as much as as much as you can make it bend your schedule make a sacrifice whatever you got to do what you got to do to get on it because you only have a couple of days the window is short and, and it's, it makes it. it's exciting to talk about though i think because once you realize the reality and it's kind of like a bum reality it's like damn dude like you mean to tell me like no matter what i do every day i go to the lake i can't catch the biggest fish in the lake it's like no nah, not a chance <laughs> it's like, Yeah, right. <laughs> probably only have like six or seven or twenty days out of the whole lake to catch you know out of the whole year to catch that fish and everything's gotta go right. But I think that makes it exciting, because once you tap into that it's such a buzz, such a rush. You know you know how uh time sensitive it is, you know, how like you got you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go. And that that's what like fish is all about, you know. Like, if you don't have that going on, at least a couple times a year, that, that urgency, that's like feeling like ants are crawling under your skin because you know what's going on at the lake so hard, man, you got to experience it. I, I, I hope everybody does. Shit. That'd
0: no, cool, uh, exactly. That post I posted on the Scales and Tails podcast on Instagram, uh, the 4th of July post from 20, must have been 2020. That day, like you said, like, I was on that, I was on that pattern for probably about two weeks, and, like, there was a point in time where I'm like, okay, I'm going today, I'm at least catching four fish, before I leave because I know, I know they're just fucking amped right now, and they want to kill this taxi trout, and that's just, they just want to, and, like, they wouldn't need a drop shot, they wouldn't need a crankbait, they wouldn't need, uh, what else do we fish out there? Um, they wouldn't need a spy bait, like, they wouldn't need anything unless it was a glide bait and specifically a taxi trout. And I know I talk about the taxi trout a lot and I'm not talking about it because Victor's on here. I talk about it because it's a sweet fucking bait that I've caught a lot of fish on. Victor just so happens to be on today.
1: Yeah. You caught a bunch of fish. I, I yeah, this is not a taxi trout uh, advertisement. Good luck trying to twist my arm and get me to make any of this thing. <laughs> I, I, I've been
0: I so, try and it's, it still doesn't happen.
1: I've been so anti-tacky trout for like a while now. I need to make more. I need to make more. They're just a pain in the ass to make, but you make it's a good baby. baby. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I don't know where my baby went.
0: I think somebody took it because I have no idea where it is. Phil doesn't know I, where it is either.
1: I think Phil like had it, and then he lost it, and then or he forgot about it or something. I don't know. It's it's one of those paints that just disappeared into the rust
0: yeah it's just it got sacrificed it caught me a few fish and it was just it it was it's time now there's now there's only one out there that i know of <clears> there
1: <throat> is a pain in the ass trying to make all these different baits
0: but so yeah like, okay so that'll kind of segment us into this um before we start talking about making a taxi the fat shad was victor's first bait he made as far as i know was that made yeah. for a specific bite was that made because you just you were oh, like i just oh, want to top of walking bait?
1: That was that was made for d bite man for d bite. Oh, I'm gonna get into some good some good in depth drama with the fat chat. I'm gonna let I'm gonna get something off my chest right now. It's gonna it's gonna be controversial. Age-old. All
0: 45 people listening to this will laugh and enjoy Woo! it. It's more than 45. So there was like 150 on the last episode. That
1: ain't bad, man. That ain't bad to start. <laughs> So I made the fat shad because five or six years ago, six maybe I don't know, a while ago, I discovered the uh, the lunker punker. Yeah. And I, I discovered the lunker punker because I have always caught big ones on spooks, and uh, <laughs> I I mean it's a it's a no brainer like what are you stupid like you catch big ones <laughs> on spooks. You get a bigger spook you're, you're gonna, gonna catch bigger, bigger
0: spook. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. Simple, so,
1: yeah, so like uh, I don't know, I mean that's 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 the, the punker was at the time the best big spook. There's like other big pencil spook baits like that are actually spooks, but they don't they don't work the same. The punker works in a manner because of its shape, which I won't get into too much. It's not really my place, but I know I know why that bait works. Jeremy knows why that bait works, and uh, it's pretty cool why it works, but I won't tell the secret. But, so no, I made the fat shad to complement the punker completely different. Like, I made it to be same-same but different, and uh, it, in a way that, like, I don't think a lot of guys are really doing now when they make baits. I think people are, like, really just copying the fuck out of each other, and it's whack. I mean, like, there are some, some – there's some whack shit going on right now in the bait making world, but I digress. Yeah, I made the fat shad to have specifically a gizzard shad profile on the roll it would have on the twitch. And, and the reason for that was on one of the lakeside fish, there are a lot of like 7 to 11 inch gizzard shad that get chased in late August. Uh, late August, September, and then sometimes during the fall also. And then, of course, during the shad spawn, late May, June. And uh, something that I noticed at that time and that I thought was important, which I probably thought it was a lot more important than it actually is, but you would see a lot of these gizzards when they come up and get chased, they kind of turn on their sides. And a gizzard shad's tall. You know, it has like a really unique profile to it that a, a pencil spook or a punker doesn't have. A punker is a trout profile bait off fours. So I basically made that bait with that profile so that my idea at least was that when you would twitch it, it would kind of have this little roll and it would kind of tilt over and it would have this more ovular shad profile and being that it's a surface bait, a fish from below would be able to past that profile from a longer distance, deeper, pulled more fish up to the surface. What the fuck ever I was thinking. Uh, you know, in in nowadays I've learned I don't think it really matters at all. I think I was just smoked some good weed, thought too hard, but it was a good theory. You know, what I mean I made it for a reason, and so I made that bait, and uh, and I had this like growing relationship with Butch Butch Brown. And then he just like flipped the fuck out on me and said I was copying the Lunker Punker and this and that, and uh, and, and this kind of was like the start of my internet downfall in a way, because I was trying to sell the fucking things, and Butch Brown is going around on Bay Universe and all these forums and, and saying that I'm a thief and I you know I can't make anything original and all this fucking bullshit. Which was a bunch of fucking bullshit. Like, I had literally flown to California, met Jeremy Anderson, the owner of the Bunker punker Company, Black Dog, and, uh, like, rolled with that motherfucker for the weekend. Hung out with him. I mean, we we have our differences, me and him. I don't really like him. He doesn't really like me. I mean, I like him, but, you know, whatever. It's like a big brother type thing. And, uh, yeah, Butch still still fucked me on that. He still to this this dark shadow upon the me. For no real reason, dude. It was fucked up. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, everybody thought they were this badass fisherman. They, like, you know, realized when they got a bait that was harder to work that they didn't have the... time. I mean, the fat chat was not the easiest bait to fish, but, like, I could do it just fine. A lot of people couldn't fucking use it. They were bitching. I got tired of... Hearing people bitch about it, is they wasn't, they didn't, nobody fucking fish the damn thing. It was, I mean, my first bait was a horrendous failure. I mean, think about, it. I had Butch Brown tell everybody I was a thief. I had everybody hated the fucking bait. Nobody caught any fish on it besides me, and they didn't sell. And somehow right. I was like, that was a great start. We're on to good things here. Let's keep going with it. You so
0: like. We're gonna chop this bitch up, and we're gonna make it a great bait now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So shit has never gone gone well from the start. So yeah, we'll transition right into the next bait, the Hater, which is like, which was at the time was the best name bait ever. Well, the Hater was like pretty. Uh, it was like a little ahead of its time at the time, and I I, I wish I was better at making baits then, and I just would have had that idea and that design in my back pocket for longer. Because it it started off good, and then it went backwards, and then it went forward, and oh, was wow. like, what are we doing here? Like, the first ones I made were pretty good. They were all right. They called fish. But the lip was too thin. But I had this harebrained idea that the thin lip made have better action. I was fucking wrong. But, so then no. the lip started. Yeah, the, the lip started. The
0: lip one was the chopped up fat Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Those... I don't even, I actually have one of those still. It's one of the only first baits I have. Yeah, I, I was, I'm pretty against the whole turn one bait into many bait things. But one day I sat down and I realized that like the round body of the fat shad was like way better suited to be a cranking type bait. And I was fishing a tiny clash five or six, six years ago. And I liked that the tiny clash was crank down but I didn't necessarily think that it had the most optimal swim and action and thump um, for shad-eating fish. And I had like a, like a, uh, shit, what is the word? I had a fetish-type obsession with Pats. I never even owned a Pats. I just think his shit is badass, like crafted. I just think he's got style. I think he's just got badass, indisputable style. So I wanted to kind of like, pay homage to both those baits, because I really wanted one, couldn't have one, and I had one, but it wasn't really that great at what it was doing, so I just cut the fat chat up, kind of with that, both those things in mind, and it actually, like, worked really good, caught a lot of fish on it, Um, it was something they'd never seen before, you know, now a lot of guys, they crank down in shaft profiles. But, I mean, the industry moves, like, pretty rapidly, and up until, up until then, there was only, like, there was it wasn't anything, like, cranking, cranking down baitfish baits is not really a popular thing four or five, you know, four years ago, however long ago it was. Now it is, which is great, because it's a, it's a great tactic, but other uh, than, like,
0: say, I think it's such a big thing, it's because it's so easy. People can go out there, cast it, and swim it back with a crankbait, and a couple bite, it, and they're, like. Holy shit! I just caught a fish on a swim bait. Yeah, it's a swim bait. It's, all I want to do is fish crank bait, or crankbaits, crank bait, crank Which is nothing yeah. wrong with that. If that's your gig, do it. I was like that my first yeah, year and you a, know, a half. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, but you're right, dude. You're right. And like, at, from my perspective, it's like that's the last thing I consider. I don't give a fuck if my bait is the hardest bait to fish in the world or if it's the easiest bait to fish in the world. As long as it does exactly what I want it to do, then it's getting sold. Because I catch fish with it. I will whack their asses with it. But if you can't figure it out, like I don't know what to really tell you. Like You you either have a poor sense of timing or you just haven't put the effort in. If I handed yeah. you a skateboard said, do a kickflip right now, you wouldn't be able to do it, but you can't blame the. Skateboard. I you
0: not be able to stand on the skateboard and fish everything. Yeah. Laboratory. Shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. but I mean it's the same. It's the same. There are <laughs> there are some baits that are so easy to fish, and there are times when I really enjoy that. There are, and it's very obvious when, like you said, there is right. Not all. Fish. It is nice to go chunking wide, but just remember too. Crankdown bait, I want you to speak of stay i saying it gentle. Dude, if all you're doing is just reeling in the crankdown, you're fucking. Okay. This is the uh, bag. You need to be. I mean, you need to be fishing that thing. You need to be banging it into shit, stopping it. Banging it into shit, stopping it. You need to be Give fishing it. Yeah, yeah. You need to be twitching it, twitching it around cover. You need to be twitching it over their heads, twitching it on the bottom. Of different stuff and uh and like this surprised probably surprising people too i mean some people a lot of people probably already know this but like days that you're not getting fit that's when you need to be fishing it faster and harder and more aggressively the days when they're choking they're you know choking that thing that's when you want to slow down and feed it to them you don't you don't want to uh you don't want to try and feed a bait to a fish that isn't planning on eating for the next six hours until the barometric pressure changes or the light changes or whatever. He's not going to eat. Why would he try and eat, Why would he try and eat something when he already is planning on eating at 7.30 and you're fishing for him at 2 o'clock? It's not going to happen. But if you bang that thing across his face real good and then pause it just at the right moment, just the a split second, he might be like, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, if I clapped in your face and you weren't expecting it, you'd flinch. Same thing.
0: I mean, it seems stupid
1: to talk about. It. It's a very everyone should know this. everybody needs to. Know. But if you don't know this, man, I would I love to I would love to teach more people all this stuff that don't know it or haven't thought about it with the swim baits. You know, I think that could be a thing. I think it could be a thing. Is like uh, people people just learn what they're told. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. If if you've been told like that's how you fish a flat sided crankbait your whole life, it might not make any sense to you that this big eight inch long crank down swim bait is the same exact tool, but it is. Right. So, you know, it's it's a lot shit, man. It's a lot of options. Um, yeah. And then taxi trout was next. Taxi trout is 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 just badass.
0: I mean that that bait's
1: that bait's fun to fish because it's a big glide that you don't have to be a pro to fish it, and if you are glide pro, it'll 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 do a lot of good for you. Yeah, you can you got a lot you can do a lot of a lot of wide big maneuvers with that bait and and whack them with it, or you can just reel the bucker in slow. And,
0: yeah, or you, you can chop it chop it like a jerk bait.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a big, that bait's fun because the headpiece is so long and you can really hang it in the turns and fling it out wide. You you just use the rod and the reel to throw that bait around in the water. There, There are times when that bait just gets a lot of attention. And that's something I've been kind of, I don't know, I've been kind of kicking myself because I don't use the taxi trout very often. And then every time I do pull it out, and I'm like, okay, today's a taxi trout day. You know, we, we 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 fish this bait today. Like okay, I catch a six. You know, I get I get a big six. Like I almost like clockwork every time it comes out of the box. It's like you go go fish that thing. Put your head down, and it, it gets. Them. There's times when the 10 inch bait is the deal. You know, is like there's something about a 10 inch bait compared to an 8 inch bait or a 7 inch bait. I don't know if it's solely that it moves more water, or if it's just if I think sometimes it's territorial even, but it's got a lot. Of, it's got a lot going for it that uh, I mean, you'll just can't get with the other size bands, They're just not big enough.
0: Yeah, I think um, obviously I've made it abundantly clear on every episode that the taxi is my bread and butter, and <clears throat> It's just a kick-ass paint. That's <laughs> just all there is to it.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll make more one day. <laughs> one day I'll make more attacks for Adrian. Well, that's just uh, A oh, scale scale special
0: release of from Trout. That's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I'll show you a text after this about that, about something I've been having an idea about. <clears throat> Word. But uh, the paperweight—that was, that was the next thing, right? Well, yeah, that was that was a while, probably what a couple months, if not a year, until the paperweight came around.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if it was actually the next one. There's the big hater. We didn't. Yeah, we talked about like the OG OG big hater. Well, then I like made the big. I then I like made the big hater. Like brought it back. And, like I was all cleaned up and like revisited and, and sexy and badass. well, that actually happened beforehand, but then it got like extra badass um and I had the the baby big hater too, which I thought was gonna be a lot more uh popular than it was. I don't know what if I just didn't
0: I never make got behind them. Them. i just, I just wasn't a huge fan of them. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I've hardly even used it. I I've so, found like AJ,
0: AJ. caught a bunch of fish on it. He fucking kills the shit out of the fish with that thing.
1: <clears throat> yeah, there's a couple guys that like use them pretty hard, or they at least they they did use them pretty hard until they they broke them or they got them hung up or whatever. And I, right. I haven't made them forever. But yeah, know that little that little sucker is weird. I, I'm gonna be it's going to be coming back to that because I just think it's like a really, really niche bait and there might be something I can do to make it less niche or versatile, I guess. Like, I mean, it's a crankbait, you know, it's not like it's not versatile, but it's got a, it's got such a, it's got an action to it that is kind of niche. Like I always thought, and had in mind that that bait was going to be a cold water bait. And then what I think is really fucking weird is that almost everybody that I know that does well on it, including myself, found that it works best in the heat of the summer. And I just never understood that at all.
0: <laughs> it's like
1: it's got, a, it's got a really tight vibration and a, uh, a minimalistic swim. And I always thought like this is gonna be the cold water bait, and uh, the only time I pull it out now is when it's 100 degrees outside. And I'm fishing a feeder creek uh, with cooler water than the main reservoir or lake or whatever river, and I'm and I'm fishing it like super aggressively or dead, dead, dead swell, tuned to suspense, crank along the bottom of the the gravel beds these rivers and creeks caught by fish in the summer. And then it gets smoked super hard. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Weird bait. Weird bait. It'll come back at some point. But strange bait has potential. I haven't really figured it out yet. A little bit. I don't know. Comes back to it. Anyway. yep. And then, you know, big hater.
0: And then big, big hater was. Big taxi, right? It was around that time, too. Well,
1: uh, yeah. Nah, big you. Big I only made, like, four of those It doesn't
0: count. And, then, uh, and Victor wouldn't sell me one. He's like, no, you're not. I'm not selling you one of these. Yeah,
1: no, I was like, what the fuck are you going to do? I was, you you wanted one bad, and I was like, "Gabe, hey, there is literally, like, I think there is no point for you to this it at all, other than just, like, clout for it. There's no you're reason. Like, you're like, you're not,
0: I am not selling you this thing. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I said so. All the California, not I don't think any of them caught any fish. I think they moved some fish, but I don't think anyone actually stuck one on it. So it was a it was a failed attempt, but it had potential, or it never got enough time. Who knows? You're talking about a 15 inch bait. That bait might only go one bite for its entire career, you know. But if it was 24 pounds or 19 pounds or whatever the fuck. You know it would be worth it, but you're talking about like into the realm of the unknown there, pretty much. But yeah, so it's anyway the the big the bigger hater whatever. I made that thing another floppish bait, not very successful. Never understood why. Yeah, the big hater is fucking gets smoked, but it needs to get smoked under the right conditions. Shad spawn at night, um, or you know shad spawn morning at night. I don't know. It's big. It's pretty big. It's pretty uh, audacious to throw. I don't know. Maybe people just are intimidating. I'm kind of intimidating, but I don't use it that often, but when I do, I whack it. Um, I,
0: I bought that perch-colored one from the Richmond Expo in 2020, and I wish I would have fished it more, but it was just... It was a big bait for what it is. The thing was like a hundred yeah, breakdown.
1: Yeah, it's big. It's like doesn't seem... See, It doesn't seem like it's going to be large just off of the length, but uh, once you get a hold of the girth.
0: And then and then when you crank it down and your rod's going to, Yeah.
1: Yeah, but sometimes that dum, 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 I mean, they fucking smoke that thing. Though, oh,
0: yeah, right? and, it just, and it just stops.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's why the 7-inch was, is was wildly popular for a long time, because the seven inch put off a similar thump 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 thump, thump and a much smaller package.
0: Yeah, and for it sure. Was like
1: way more manageable for everybody. Uh yeah, man. I'm bringing the seven inch back this year, by the way. Like full full bloat. Um full blown.
0: was your was the seven inch the in the big hater? Did you get those did you send that into a row and say, Can you refine this into a bigger bait? or did you did you carve it yourself into a bigger version?
1: So the <laughs> nine inch the big hater that was the bait that went to row and uh got refined but that kind of was like a that kind of was like a a gimme because my main my main need with that project was i wanted the smaller one i thought the smaller one was gonna be really 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 fucking good and, uh, I, man, I wish I'd have gone just a little bit less small than I did because the actual pieces of the bait are so small that it's hard to get hardware into them, and it's hard to actually hold them, to sand them, and to work on them. They're, like, the size of your thumbnail for some of them, like, the, especially yeah. the last pieces. So it makes me not want to make the bait, and it makes me never – yeah, I just never want to make it. It's 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 hard to actually physically hold to to build. Um, if I'd have gone maybe an inch, if I'd have gone with a seven inch in the four piece, I think it'd have been lights out. I think it'd have been really good. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty that's a pretty cool service that they offer there. But that right there is a great example. Like if you're gonna spend that money, you better have your shit together.
0: I have if, I have uh, Jason coming on next Wednesday actually. So that'll probably be the next episode. posted for this one. <clears throat>
1: well, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you better better know what you want because it's uh, um, there's no there's no going back. It's cool. It's definitely cool. I I I, I haven't I haven't done it again because it's just easier to keep everything in house. Because I find myself I find myself wanting to make too many changes, mm-hmm. and I can't have a third party involved and then be able to make changes, which is kind of a bummer because I would like to do more work with them, but it just things just change too rapidly in my shop for, to make, to to ever spend that kind of money on molds again. Anybody,
0: anybody who is keen every generation of a hater from the square bill scaled to the square bill smooth, to the round bill, to the round bill scaled to there's there's a lot of changes in all these things oh yeah
1: dude i constantly change everything i, I literally i mean like batch to batch with every i mean that you're getting a custom bait i think that's what's cool about it just like whatever i think is important at that time i implement and i don't really hesitate you know i'm like nope i just think i figured out a better way to do this and i just do it and uh I mean, sometimes it hurts me, and sometimes it's the best thing I ever did. You know what I mean, like. But if I never were to do any of that, then shit would just be the same as it comes out the first time, and I'm not willing. to do I want to be constantly chasing the dragon of, uh, you know, divine perfection in my mind. I just I just want it to be the best. I, I can't I can't sit with the idea of it I'll be best if it's not right. the best. Category it fucking drives me nuts. Or if somebody makes a bait that seems like it could be as good or better to me, and uh, you know everyone thinks has their different opinions. You know i I have a very like sheltered, shelter shit, sheltered world. You guys gotta understand. Like I don't use any baits I don't make unless they're spinner baits or soft plastics. I don't make soft plastics, but I literally don't use any baits that I don't make. And uh, my like, uh, like, so if I'm saying like, "Oh, my shit's the best," my shit's the best. It's just kind of, I mean, why would I not? I, that's that's how I think. I don't use anyone else's stuff, so I can't really. I don't actually know if my shit's the best or maybe it's the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I like to. I'm always chasing that. That. And I can I don't like to compare my stuff directly to other people's stuff. As in, I don't buy other bait makers' baits. I I appreciate other bait makers' baits from a distance, but I won't buy them. Um, I, I, anytime I see somebody, a friend, whoever, go to a show, you know, that's my opportunity to look at other people's work and, and check it out and compare it or whatever. But I just it's like. It's just like fishing in a non-competitive sense. Like you're trying to beat yourself every day, or you're trying to beat the fish. Like I'm trying to beat my bait all the time. I, I always, I always change it. I always make it better. I always take risks with it. And uh, yeah, if you bought a lot of baits from me, then you sure as shit know that because they're always, you know, one year they're different from the next. That's the way it goes. There are, there is stuff that I won't change anymore though. Like, like uh, there's stuff that's just become too proven. Um, like the the seven inch round bill hater is now set in stone. Yeah, that bait that bait has a a formula to be followed, a bill size. That bait is done. That, that's that's I don't it, I can't change it anymore because it's been too proven. The taxi trout can't change the taxi trout. If I want to change the taxi trout, I'll make another trout line. That's what I've decided on. If we want to go for something different. And we'll make a different bait, but the taxi is the taxi, and and I think I'd say that the paperweight is there too. Although I I did kind of adjust the paperweight from uh the way it was when it was released recently, which was a, a huge change actually. So now that that's the there, and the big paperweight, yeah, the big paperweight is uh is has been remade more times than I can count. Yeah, that's the other thing. Out of all the base the shad baits, man, the, the the paperweight and the big paperweight. I have never worked on two baits as much as I have these. I don't know what it is about them. I mean, like, before I made the paperweight, there was, like, 13 other bodies that I had carved and shaped and adjusted that were, like, very, you know, very similar. They didn't look as weak, but... Proportionally speaking, width, height, length ratios—they are very similar. So all the shit that actually matters to make a base uh, very similar. And then I made this one and this one was a culmination of all those and that stuck. And then the big one, like I thought I could make the big—I've made the big one like like six times too. So I think it's done now, but we shall see. So yeah, that's kind of the history of the, oh and then like shit, I make too many baits, dude. I keep thinking I'm done and I'm like waiting for these there's these left also.
0: Yeah, I don't really like talk you haven't actually released that I know of.
1: Yeah, there's uh there's there's a fuck ton of them, dude. I, I yeah, I can't talk about any more specific debates. I'm just, my head's spinning. Those are the main ones at this point in time. I'm always working on new ones. The biggest thing I I will I'll put this little insider piece of information. The biggest thing that I wanna work on right now is I have a design for spinnerbait that is same same but different, which I'm really, really stoked about. It's a conceptual design at this point. It's all in my head. Um but typically stuff that I've thought about for this long and this hard. Once I finally put it wood and then mold it and then cast it. It's usually pretty close. It's like weird. I can like design something in my brain for and get it pretty close. It just takes a really long time. Like I, like if I think about it for a year, two years, it'll just like I'll, I'll just wake up one day and I'll be like, oh shit, yep, that's not gonna work because i And like the next month, like, oh shit, no, nope, yep, that won't work. So that's gonna happen. <laughs> And then, like, once you actually physically make it, you get to see all your theories in physical form and see how far off they're. But, okay. yeah, man, they make it fucking weird. Weird fucking. I don't yeah. know. I'm like, stupidest. I got to be the most least intelligent scientist. Oh,
0: you say the least intelligent scientist?
1: Yeah, that's how I think about it. Like, I've got to be, like, the most... Okay, uh, not, like, not, like, the least intelligent, like, I'm stupid. I mean, I am stupid, but I don't think I'm that stupid. But, like, least amount of formal education. Like, there is so much shit in the bait that is literally science. Like, with the chemicals you work on, how the chemicals are affected by the water, how all this plays into all that fucking shit, okay? And then like the the fucking physics, dude, just like the physics of making like a fishing lore is like trying to build a a glider. I'm not gonna say a fucking rocket ship because there's a lot more like than I'd say like a hang glider. Like dude, I've
0: been <laughs> smaller ships. scale rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like a backfire rocket Like not like a go to the one. Just just because it's similar but different. Like, it's it's the physics, the hydro dynamics, hydro water dynamics, whatever the fuck, the aerodynamics, whatever, whatever. All that stuff, dude. All that stuff is like all stuff that I feel like you should be able to, you should probably have some like formal education, understanding of. Like, you could probably go to college and learn how it all works. But that's, that's yeah,
0: we water movement and shit. How water gets displaced. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's all—all trial and error stuff I've, I've absorbed and learned. So I—I I digress. I am the most uneducated scientist on the planet.
0: I got a question for you. So say say you hadn't you hadn't made any baits uh, four years ago. You never made a baits. Just kept fishing. Whatever X Y Z baits. Do you think oh, if you start making baits today, with how many baits are out there, do you think you could? put together their shit and some of the stuff you had in your head at that point in time and make a bait that you have now like the paperweight do you think do you think you could make the paperweight uh, better or good if not better than what it is now with what what you know now and what's out there uh, cons- other baits considering
1: no i think it'd be about the same i mean i think a lot of people learn how to make their baits off my bait i showed me No, I I mean shit, dude. I, I think everyone learns from each other. I think there is some fucking blatant copying that's going on. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, I mean, dude, there are so many paper chatter. What, like, like I don't see. I don't think that it's necessarily guys are. I don't think that my influence is as big as KGB's influence, but the hybridization of his actual profile and my style created, like, this new look, and then all of those guys copied off each other, and now, yeah, it's a fucking shitstorm, there's a... I mean, a lot of them don't swim very good. There's a couple of them that swim all right, but a lot of them are just junk, which blows my mind. so I don't know i think uh i I think if I didn't make any baits and I wanted to make a bait right now that I probably would still be focusing on what I'm focusing on at this very second, which is the ten inch, because yeah. there are still not very many big options that are good a lot of guys oh. like the hinkle shad i don't like the hinkle shad never have never caught fuck on it i've seen guys catch shit on it on my boat i have a couple buddies that like it i don't like it i don't like the way it swims i think it's a a, a beautiful bait it's immaculate whatever but that's like one of the only like actual big big ass profiles you can get i mean a phony is like kind of big but a phony's not that big not
0: really no oh Honestly, hey, the no, only no. other, the only other huge, sad bait glide bait that I can think of is the Moby Dick. That's the only huge, huge. Uh, yeah, that's too big. I, and that thing, yeah. that thing is huge, huge. Yeah, like you're gonna throw your shoulder out, fucking tear your rotator cuff, cast that thing. Yeah,
1: there's, yeah, there's, there's a time and place for that bait, but it doesn't exist. Not for every me. day. Yeah, it doesn't exist for me. It exists for somebody out there. It's a badass bait, uh, as far as I can tell. It's pretty cool, but doesn't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there's that Rafa 10-inch, but that bait's, like, pretty new, and uh, pretty. it's pretty thin. I've seen them in person. It's kind of, like... It's big, but it doesn't cast a big shadow. There's a... Uh, shit, what else? There's, like, a big hero shadow, but I don't... That's, like, hardly even a shad profile.
0: HPH, not inches. The
1: yeah, say. there you go. But he doesn't really make any of them. so uh,
0: Those are the ones in circulation Are the ones that are out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of think I'd still be doing it. Yeah, and, and I think this, too, man. You're you're a great fucking point of view for people to listen. If what you're going to make Already exist. Well, why are you making it? Like, like you, you need to really, you need to really believe, or at least go into it with a plan that you're trying to make something because it's your own. And I just don't believe that a lot of these guys making catch, chat paperweight lookalikes. I, I, I see that they say that they're doing that, but I don't fucking, I don't believe it. It's just like coincidental, or, or like guys. Taking the rubber tails out of their base brush tail in. Like, all right, I didn't invent the brush tail either, but why are we all doing the same fucking thing? You all are making me want to go the other direction. I don't, I don't want to look like everybody else, but I want to defend my place in the market. Also, like, I was, you know, I've got some seniority here. that Like, you're kind of stepping on my turf. You know, whatever. whatever. But. I just don't get it, man. I I don't get the desire to make something that the intention of it was to be like something else. You know, that should never be, that should never be the intention of making something, creating something. The intention should be complementing something, this or that. And I don't see anybody giving any credit anymore either. Um, like, any time I've made a bait that I thought was, like, eerily similar to somebody or whatever, um, you know, I've always been very open about where my inspirations have come from. And and I've never felt ostracized for that. I don't think people even really give a fuck, but it matters to me for some reason. But, uh, yeah, you don't see any of that anymore. In fact, you see, our, you know, these people will argue with you and say, oh, they've never seen a Chad Shad before. They've never seen your paperweight before. And I'm like, you're a fucking goddamn liar, dude. (laughs) You're full of shit, bro. Like, I don't... Straight up, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel some type of way about it. But, 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 I am, mature enough, also realize that there's two things that happen here. Either I step it the fuck up and make more baits, or I don't get the bitch. You know, like, if you're the consumer, what's going to stop you? Why would you not buy the next best thing if you can't get what you want because it's not available? If I was a consumer, the last thing I would give a fuck about is the bait maker's feelings. I would care less, dude. Like, seriously so uh, and and like i don't care you know at all about other bait makers feelings at the end of the day either it could give a shit less i only care about it because it's me and it's very personal because it's me which makes me a bit hypocritical but i try not to be too hypocritical about it like what i with what i just said because i can see it from all the angles so where i'm at with it now is okay there's competition Let's step it the fuck up, you know? Like so the competition has kind of <laughs>
0: what's that? Next thing, some crazy ass design that hasn't been done yet. Something that stands out.
1: <clears throat> yeah, or or it's either it either has to be something new that stands out or it has to be the best at what it is. It's the only way about it. Or else you're gonna just be the oh, I don't know. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't shit, man. I don't know. Innovation's a weird deal. Innovation can either happen rapidly or very slowly. And I, the way that I see innovation happening right now, is not ready for where the consumers are. I don't think that there's enough consumer education at the moment for any real, edu, any, real any real innovation to have any real impact. I don't think that people. On a widespread deal, have got enough patience to utilize the innovation that's going to be available. Like, for example, I mean, I just don't think people really want to fuck with their baits that much. And I don't think there's that much more that you can do with baits. I think that you can make some baits extremely fine tunable. But I also don't think that most of the people buying them want to sit there and have to fuck with them like that. Yeah. Just kinda of like a societal summarization at the moment either. We're a very like consume content, spit it out, consume content, spit it out at a rapid pace. You know, you want things now, you want to go fast, you wanna be wanna do this and that, like when you want it. And uh yeah, it's everything's kind of quick now. I don't man, yeah, I don't know if there's any so I I thought, thought, what'd you say I, you don't know what I said I I always thought that there was gonna be huge innovation steps with glides in the direction of soft glide baits and then there were four soft yeah, glide
0: baits. The flag the flag came out and then after that it's just been crickets as far as glide. well I I don't I'm pretty,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure that the ABT soft trout glide came out before the flag, or yeah. at least very much around the same time. You had that uh, hardcore customs soft trout glide, and you had the one that depths flirted with that never really went anywhere. But I, I, I digress. see I, that's my favorite word, tonight, I, I digress. <laughs> oh, I know,
0: I know. <laughs> uh,
1: it's making me feel eloquent. <laughs> uh, yeah dude no one gave a shit about them babes who knows maybe they weren't worth the effort maybe the fact that they were soft didn't matter at all you know which yeah. is probably probably the case but I mean maybe maybe that is like the, the God's greatest gift to earth just staring everyone in the face and nobody is giving it the time of day but I think that's, that's, that's exactly what happens when you try to innovate shit no one gives a fuck and it gets swept under the rug and all your hard work is for naught and nobody cares and it's risky
0: it is
1: it's risky so i think innovation has to happen slowly for it to have any long-lasting impact you kind of have to like sneak it in yeah a little time and then all of a sudden like you just like you just sneak it and sneak it and sneak it and then all of a sudden like it's available and then like people can accept it but if you were right. just I mean imagine if I just like handed you this fucking bait and was like here this thing completely contradicts everything you knew about fishing take it okay so yeah. here's a great live scope motherfuckers and bass fishing homeboys live scope is not new LiveScope scope <laughs> is not even remotely new let me let me walk you into the world of fish everything i e all species angling which is what i'm really all about at my core and uh because of that mantra and mindset man i have known about livescope for a fucking long time i just i don't know i'm broke dude i never was going to be able to afford it anyway i mean you ice fish you live in fucking the arctic tundra you understand you know this all you've probably known about livescope forever i mean Uncut angling has got videos of them vertically jigging muckies with umbrella rig at scope from like seven years ago.
0: Dude, that video's so fucking sweet.
1: The fucking best video ever. Fuck shout out Aaron dude, Weave. Just yeah,
0: turn on the bait. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, shout out shout out Aaron Weave. Y'all wanna see um a real fishy dude, real bad mm. motherfucker with rod in his hand, uncut angling, probably the best YouTube videos of all time.
0: Got and more because he fished too much, fucking almost died, lost all his camera equipment, his drone, his panoptics, because he was out on the lake too early one year, last year, actually. Fucking, yeah, this, year, yeah. this year, he posted a video he forgot his auger. He just fucking pulled Shock. the ball gauge he had in drug. <laughs> yeah,
1: you think that dude does
0: drugs? Um, I think he's very spiritually free. I don't know how he got there, whether at the... A lot of uh something but he I don't think it's a I don't think it's for the camera. I think he's very erratic. I he's a cool guy. I've talked to him on the phone before. He's oh, cool. I really. Yeah, I used to have his phone number on one of my old phones. Um it, it's definitely not a it's not a skit for the for the no, camera. No, he's no. like obviously it's toned down a little bit but he he's he's genuine, that's for sure. <clears throat>
1: I, I think he either does a fuck ton of drugs or he's like stone cold sober. No, like I don't think there's any in between, to be honest right. with you. I don't know, that guy's cool though. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So so back to, back to my, my big <laughs> analogy, my big point. Um, Yeah, LiveScope changed everything everybody thought that they knew about Big Bass and guys like Bill Murphy and others. Doug Hannon, whatever, all these old-school Big Bass legend heads, uh, a lot of what they thought was wrong. A lot of the shit in their books is wrong. Like, this whole idea of, like, Bass being, for example, these soliditary lone wolves that are always by themselves, and that is, like, the most bullshit thing that i've ever heard and it gets drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled into everybody's heads and uh i mean dude you can't blame them you know like these guys were stitching worms in 50 well whatever creek channels and 50 foot of water they didn't have the tools to catch multiple gi- i mean it took them forever just to reel in these giant fish i would imagine you know they didn't really yeah. have the tools to stick all these giant fish when they're schooled up, you know, it's just different, you know, even, even fishing for the fish in the spots, it was different, so it's like, but not, not to their fault, but to the way that that data is interpreted's fault of, well, that's something you hear all the time, oh, big are alone, blah, 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 and it's like, okay, well, LiveSgo comes out, and it tells you that all this shit you thought to know to be true is completely wrong, and that's why so many bass fishermen had no idea live scope existed until two years ago. They need to be told what works for it to work. It takes time. It happens slowly. That's what I'm saying. Multi-species guys have been using this technology for seven or eight or nine years. I can't remember exactly how long it is. I've known about it for that long and ice fishermen. And just culturally Inherently, that group of fishermen is much more open-minded. When you fish for ten different kinds of fish in a season, you fucking learn shit about fishing for bass while you're fishing for bluegill, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on. Why am I? Why did I just think about this? Why did this light bulb kick off in my head?" And uh, so you you become more open-minded when you when you have that uh that lifestyle and those experiences. And when you get stuck in your rut and you get stuck in your ways and you do the same thing and you have the same goal constantly, then you get a pretty good understanding of what you believe to be right and what you believe to be true. And then when some shit comes along that contradicts that, as innovation often will, people are not receptive to it. And they would rather argue against it or snuff their nose at it or whatever than they would... Open it with loving arms. I mean, like, people believe the earth is flat, man, or, or that, you know, this and that. And if you, if you are told that something is true long enough that you start to believe it, doesn't matter what anyone else says to you. You, know, you can have the facts on a data sheet right in front of you that proves to you that it's wrong and you, never, you still can't believe it until you figure out how to do that equation yourself and sit down in front the numbers. But so, yeah, innovation is going to happen with bait fishing. It's going to happen slowly. And I got a pretty good idea where it's headed. And there's a few give and takes from other industries, uh, industries as in industries within the fishing world, different techniques, different tactics, lure styles, uh, even bringing a little bit of a blast from the past back from some old popular techniques and lures and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's out there. It's coming. It'll happen. Right. Jeez. But uh, is that everything? Just a little over an hour. But if there's anything else you want to touch on, we can do that. Or we can wind her down. I'm sure you're almost home now. For anybody who couldn't tell Vic was cruising around in the truck, talking bullshit and doing podcasting. <clears throat> podcasting is just,
1: like, a lot of rambling and, like, yeah. A lot of, uh, like, a lot, uh, you know, There is like, two points when I was talking, when I was, like, I'm pretty sure what the fuck I just said has nothing to do with what the fuck I just said before that.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I think I just start repeating myself, and I'm like, shit, did I already say yeah. that? But i stop, so I just keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you, and, uh, what's going on with me, uh, uh, shit, we should. We need to get Phil on for a three-way podcast.
0: Yeah, we can do that for sure. Um We try to do that on Sunday nights sometimes. We've only done it once, and my computer crashed and it got accidentally deleted, so that'll never get posted because it'll never be on my computer ever again, so that's cool.
1: <laughs> Sounds like it should be a shit show. Yeah, I guess I'll leave it with this, man. I mean, shit, uh, I'm sure, like, holding are- uh-huh. Whatnot, uh, which kind of, I don't know. Hopefully they didn't get too bored listening to me rant about the same shit I always rant about. But uh, now I mean things are rolling pretty good over here in the shop. I'll say that much. I've got a pretty good handle on what's going on. I got a pretty good system in place, which is funny because the system that's working for me, staying organized, is like the simplest. Also, which that's is. Good pretty ass backwards, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with it, it's working, and, uh, yeah, my, my biggest, my biggest change of approach was, uh, doing smaller amounts of tasks more frequently, which, for my brain, has made it a lot more achievable and, and enjoyable. If I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, I'm not gonna, good luck trying to get me any of the fuck. Um, So that's cool, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, last month has been going good. There's been uh, a lot of shit happening. Next couple months should go quite good also, and, I mean, baits are getting easier to get. There's there's more of them, you know. So it's pretty much as simple as that. Make baits, sell baits, make baits, sell baits, make baits, sell baits, don't fall behind. Yeah. Just
0: can't fall behind. Just can't fall behind. Exactly. Let's, uh, let's keep it above water. <laughs> but uh, I want to. Oh. oh, you keep. You go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. I I was gonna just like say something fucking
0: stupid, but I forgot. I want to yeah. thank Victor for spending his uh, his Thursday night talking to me and not in the shop building baits. But uh, as you guys heard it here, he's he's not getting behind, so we can take some time off and. I'm shoot the shit on scales and tails. But uh, like I said, Victor, I want to thank you. I will leave the Instagram handle in the bio for anybody who's interested and wants to see what Fish Everything's all about. If anybody doesn't know, um, probably not many people. But uh, yeah, this will probably go up on Monday. Um, but anyway, like I said, make sure you guys give it a five star review on your listening platform if you like it. If not, hit me up, talk about it before you hurt my ratings. Um, make sure you check out and follow the, uh, podcast, uh, Instagram scales, uh, the the letter N tails underscore podcast would be greatly appreciated. And, uh, if you guys are interested in coming on the show, just shoot me a message on Instagram and, uh, we can plan something. I want to give a huge shout out for Victor for coming on this little impromptu episode. And, um, I want to thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you guys later. Thanks everybody.